Terry. Steffi. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Steffed, a hairdresser in conversation podcast. You, oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure, Tez. So yeah. this is, I think you're my one, two, three, my fourth guest, which is very exciting. Okay. Yep. Yes. And I've asked you on the show because over the years uh, with you as my hairdressing client on and off, we've just had some fantastic conversations, Terry, where we've changed the world in an instant. <laughs> we have. We have. And I'm so excited that you've begun this journey. This is so good. It is good, right? You know, it, it's, oh. it's fun. Totally. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's- just following the breadcrumbs of what feels good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know our conversations or most of the conversations I have with people go in many different directions. This is it. Within. So I, I think it'll be a real challenge for your listeners to hang in there. But I think all I can say is, you know, buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, Terry, I wanted that. I want that because yeah. the way you think is unique and it's, it is inspiring to me anyway. I, it's like it just Thank you. whenever you've left our time together, whether it's a haircut or a, out at a soccer game having a chat, whatever it is, I know when we disconnect and you go your way and I go my way, I've always got food for thought mm-hmm. and I, I do okay. really love that about you. So I think to be fair, I'll just give – our listeners a little bit of a rundown of bits and pieces of who you are and of course we'll dive a bit deeper into that as we go along does that sound okay that sounds great all right well basically um terry is a brilliant videographer have i said that correctly videographer yeah That's the yeah, yeah. the the one stop shop. One stop do it all. Right. So that means film, then edit, and then deliver. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that is only one facet of who Terry is, uh, affectionately known as Tez. Right. Yeah. So Correct. if I let that one slip, people, I'm still talking about Terry. Tez. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or Tezza. you know. Yeah. Or Bomber. Oh, my God. It goes on. Oh, Bombers. Yeah, that's the footy nickname. Yeah, you got to have a footy nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. And, uh, look, Tez is really passionate about I feel, and please stop me if I'm wrong, but my interpretation of you, Terry, is you are all about connection. Yeah, I just love people. This is it. I love, and I love culture and uh and if, if society fascinates me it's like wow yeah look how we've um formed our identities and and uh, you know how we've sort of all in it together and how that looks and yeah i just love those stories from people of how they found their way to where they are right now and how do you feel the medium of video helps you know, like supports that vision for you. Yeah, I, I um, I, I suppose growing up, I've always been a visual learner, so I struggled with the teacher sort of verbalising uh, what we're about to do or what what 
trying to teach me that way. Even the football coach, you know, we'd get in the huddle and he'd sort of say, all right, boys, we're going to play, do this next drill. And I'd think, what the hell did he just say? What does that look like? Um, so I don't know if that, that could be diagnosed as something in this modern time now, but back then, uh, it's it sort of, yeah, I, I needed to have someone show me what it was they meant. Um, the visual and then learner. I could absor- that's it. So it, it's probably, you know, that's why the video world sort of appealed to me the most. A lot of the learning I've done, particularly in this, um, in, in the film and television world is for, has been from YouTube and watching others and being mentored by an uncle um yeah it hasn't been in books so but i think that that's yeah. what comes across whenever anyone looks at your work even if it is you know for a, a corporation or if it is for a more mainstream purpose i think what comes across quite naturally is you know it's just something different about it yeah i, I suppose with any uh art form mm you you can't you can only produce something that is part of you um i don't know if you can really mask that so i suppose the energy that i have in my everyday sort of gets transmitted into that product Mm. um so yeah i've yet you know I haven't really stuffed it up yet. I, I love that. You know, where, I, where, where I've edited something and someone's come back and said, oh, geez, you, just, you didn't quite get that right, did you? It's like, oh, no. So, I, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I've definitely enjoyed what video does for people. I think it's a very powerful medium. It's a real opportunity to deliver a story to someone uh, and let them absorb it in their own space and time rather mm. than meeting them in a, in a, you know, at a coffee shop or um, over the phone or something, because you just don't, there's other apps, they've got other apps on, you know, they're, you know, they might've, you know, there's many things, but if they get a, a link to a video that tells your story or shows you in your strength, then they can sit there and really, connect to it I think and walk away knowing you know what the cut of your jib is it's like okay now I know what Steffi's about Mm. um Mm. so I've enjoyed what video does as far as it it tends to bring in your people rather than um more rather than that say sensationalized type of advertising for for different things because I I guess you end up we're only going to click on the video if we really want to look at it. Oh, totally. And you know what? Within seconds, we'll click off the video if we don't, <laughs> if we're feeling like we're being sold to or being, you know, told a, an in truth, an untruth. So, yeah, I, look, yeah, I, I just, I love video. I love it. So and, I'm just thinking back yeah. over the last oh, five, six years of knowing you. And you've had some pretty cool projects that you've involved or you've created and gone down the road with. And you've also had a long-term project that's bubbling along. I don't know if you want to talk about that one. But my question to you, though, is Mm. right now today, what's what's your most favourite project that you've done or 
are in the process of doing with video right now? Well, I, um, I, I really think video could, could be used in a way that I haven't seen it being used that much at the moment for connecting communities. So I think there's an opportunity to connect people with the history of their area um, and more on a regular basis. So, we, you know, we have, like in Bangalore, we've got, you know, the, the Bangalore Herald, which I love that when it comes in my letterbox. It's like, ah, oh, you know, it's stories about people and uh, locals and how they got here. And uh, so I love that type of storytelling. And I love elders. I, I lived with my grandmother for five years. Um, when my grandfather died, she needed someone to just um, be around. Mm. And, and, I, and I really love listening to people that have lived a life, you know, and have so much, I, I sort of call them a, our, our human libraries, mm. you know. Love that. And so, I, so what I'm working on at the moment, and this has been probably longer than uh, it should have been, but it just, uh, but I, in, in saying that, you know what, things are done, they all happen for a reason and they take time and who cares and, and they, time is yeah time is just a perception right yeah Isn't it? yeah they get delivered they get delivered when the timing is right and then there's one at the moment i've shot about two years ago yeah. uh fil- filmed it with the um it's the old uh um ah oh, the building elders building i'm just trying to think uh, readings the readings building. oh yeah and uh one of one of the local historians in town, Jan Holbert, she drives the old Holden around town. Oh yeah. Uh, I know Jan. I, yes. And I just, I have so much time for her <laughs> storytelling. She, I think she's photographed nearly everything that's ever happened in the town. <laughs> um, and look, she has her understanding of the history and I know we've done some walk and talks on live Facebook and, and that's gone over well with the people that have, um, live through those times and anyway she was so um organized to be able to um yeah she she got onto one of the old readings grandchildren i think and he's he just turned 91 um or was about to turn 91 on the day we we shot uh and he came back to that building he drove himself from southport i think where he lives uh and he's just fit as a fiddle and i've and we walked through that building and he told me all about the memories of growing up uh, and, and what some of the things were, you know, there were little cutouts on the top of the walls. And he said, oh, that, you know, that was our money system. It had tracks, you know, and you put the, and, you know, so, yeah, so that's in, I've sort of rough cutted it and I, I keep working it every now and then. And I think, oh, you know, I, you know, it, it's, it needs to be out there and shown. So I'd like to see more of that. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I'll continue to do, to look for those sort of stories. Um, the, the one that's been probably the longest project, if you, do you want me to touch on I that? I love that because it's um, fascinating, this idea. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so where I was at in my life, I, I had a – you know, had a hi-fi business or audio visual business. 
just built a new shop and, you know, eight staff I think we had. And, you know, it was very busy. And, and a mate that I hadn't seen for about 15 years. Now, I met this guy um, when I was six at Little Athletics. <laughs> and, and my parents put me in Little Athletics because I have to tell that story too. So there's stories <laughs> upon stories. I love it. But I used, as a kid, I used to run away a lot. So I, you know, I, and I was a naughty kid. So uh, I would kick the fly wire off. You know, I'd be sent to my bedroom, kick the fly wire off, and I'd just jump the fence and run. Uh, and I would run, I would run away quite, quite a lot of kilometres. And someone said to my parents, look, you should, maybe you should just put this kid in little athletics. You know, he likes to run. Why not? embrace it so they dropped me down there and I just oh man I just found my people Mm. it was like I love this place um so that that began a love affair of running and running to me I've attached fun and community and you know just being around other kids and so you know where running can mean other things for other people could could mean punishment You know, torture I'm go comes run to and mind I'm for me, ta- Terry. <laughs> there you go. So, but for me, my mate, it's all about fun and the ability to, you know, really nearly meditation, I would think. Um, so anyway, so he came back into, he was passing through, that's right. He's living up at Marichidora and he's going down south to live um, with kids and, and he popped in and he, we went for lunch. And like I said, I was in full business uh, mindset. You know, I was wealth creation. I just built this building and I'd fitted it out with all the smart home uh, options for people. And anyway, we're having lunch and he, and he says, oh, look, uh, Bomber is what he calls me because that's, that's the nickname from childhood. He said, uh, Bomber, I've had a dream and uh, or a vision, you know, and, and, you know, you and I will be running around 48 cities around the world um, and people will watch this on on treadmills and I said okay you've had a dream so who actually even actions anything off a dream I've you know that was weird to me at the time I thought "Uh oh what's happened to you mate (laughs) Uh, you've lost the plot but what he where he got me was he said how about this for a business model you don't have a shop yet you don't have staff I thought, oh, she, okay. Um, and, you know, you do something you love when you're ready to do it. Uh, and possibly you make money while it's overnight, while you're sleeping, there's stuff going on. I thought, man, you got me. Okay, when can we start? Because that would have that been completely opposite to where you were at at that point. Most definitely. I was selling someone else's product, which uh, would break down occasionally which was like a death in the family to some of the people we were selling because they were you know tens of thousands of dollars these televisions or cinema screens um and so you know what i learned in that industry was yeah that no matter how good i was the the stuff breaks Mm. and i was really i you know i was on a journey of i'd love to be able to make my own product and give it to the world and just that way if something was wrong i can fix it you know, I, it's on me. I can't. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he he really did uh, open up. Anyway, so it didn't go very far. I said, oh, mate, I've just built this shop. Forget it. Uh, but, you know, we kept talking and eventually 
that business had some challenges along the way, like products breaking and, and my energy was dropping very quickly. So within about three years, I think, um, I sold that business but had that idea, his idea, you know, in the back of my mind. It was sort of like the bridge from from uh, the world I thought that I wanted to to another world. And uh, the unknown. So anyway, the the unknown, the creativity, mm, the art form. Mm, so then it. I began a journey of trying to figure out how to run with a camera, because back then, uh, and how you'd make that uh, watchable, because you know you're running with a camera, it's just up and down, and oh man, I had GoPros attached to hats. And, yeah. Oh, I won't go into the the finer details, but uh, anyway, over 15 years, because that's when the original idea was told. We we uh, finally got to the point early this year to fly over to Asia and begin filming season one. And it was a two-week uh, schedule and we captured 12 runs. And we started at Yangon and ended up in Ho Chi Minh City and we sort of weaved through five different countries. And, um, and then COVID was sort of unfolding in the background. You know, we were at these Airbnbs, had the television on and CNN were talking about, you know, this COVID thing. And I thought, you know, we were every day it was getting, things were getting shut down and it was like, wow, are we going to get back to Australia? Mm. So, so we got back and um, we put a few of the runs together. But the idea of the, that business was that once we've started rolling them out, we would continue to roll them out. And uh, I think there's something like 192 runs and uh, consecutively. So, you know, one a week, you get a new run, you'd run that on your treadmill and away you go. So anyway, uh, once COVID shut all the airlines down, we couldn't go to our next destination, which was uh, Italy. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah, the epicenter at the time. But then we sort of figured, well, you know what? It's probably going to be the safest place in the world because uh, it, it's had a good dose of COVID. Mm. So, um, so anyway, we're on hold now. We we put a few out, and then we've because we couldn't continue on. We've we've pulled them back off, and so they're not for anyone yet. Yeah, okay, but, uh, but they're bubbling away still. They're, they're bubbling away. Yeah. So I've sort of now now triggered things. COVID's really helped me um, trigger things that have always been put to the side and, and because I've been too busy with other things. And it's like, no, actually, Tessa, now's the time to trigger those side hustles. Let's, let's you know, do the process and, and start seeing how. So I've probably amped up the video production business quite a lot, which – um, has been a challenge for me because, yeah, I, I, I sort of don't want to overload my schedule. I, I'm pro-family. So I, yeah. I just make sure I make myself available to um, – and that's what my big change was selling the business. I knew when, when I had the audio-visual business, I was never home. I was drinking most days. I was overweight. I was, you know, I was just – I don't know. I'd I'd have to nearly say I wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate so that I'm, honesty, Tez. You know, all of us go there to those places where we are a version of ourselves that we don't identify with. Yeah, it was like 
uh, you know, I read business magazines and it was like aspiring to be. So I was, I was caught in a, what I call like a potential world. Like mm. if I keep doing this, I'll eventually become that. Mm. Um, and that was, you know, you know, I had a great debt cycle, you know, million plus in debt, mm. million plus in assets. And, you know, it was like, oh, okay, now you're on a treadmill. You cannot not work each day. Yeah. You've got to service, service that debt. So when we got out of that, the debt was basically gone uh, and I had the ability to really say, okay, Tessa, well, what would you do if you weren't paid to do it? And that was the question I kept asking myself, not, oh, well, where's the money? Go chase the money. It's like, no, no, no. What, what is it that you would do that, you know, like as a kid, you know, kids would build a spaceship in Lego yeah. and they weren't paid to do that. They needed that spaceship for that next game that they were going to play. And so I found, yeah, the, the camera world capturing my family was just so rewarding. You know, I'd capture them and then I'd, create a little clip for them and then we'd watch it and uh and now we have those films now and they still watch them they're 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 you know five-year-old selves oh, are on there wow and that's made me think of the bigger brown family video trip in cambodia mm, yes well there's still a lot in the can there yeah uh i think i rolled out a couple and you know, it just, yeah, it, it, it was like, wow. Um, yeah, we, we need, uh, yeah. So, they, 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 yeah, that's another one in the hopper that needs to be put out there because, it, it, yeah, the Cambodia trip was basically my kids wanting to go somewhere uh, and I just could not do a Bali by the pool trip. I said, no, I just can't. Mm. I need to be active. Let's go do something, you know, with that culture. And uh, luckily Keza uh my wife found a, a friend that did tours over there and you build wash houses for the with the Cambodians so you're not just going over there building something and saying all right there's your asset good luck it was no they were building it we were like it was like the block you know the, the we were just carrying buckets of sand and things and the, and the Cambodians were doing the true building um but my kids just uh, thrived in that environment. Just they were so, they couldn't believe how happy, you know, the people that they'd seen there, how the, they just look at you and smile. And those tuk-tuks, you know, you were never out of, energetically, you were never out of their society because you could, you know, fly through in the tuk-tuk and you'd still smell the smells of whatever was going on there and uh, and connect with the people. So... Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic trip. So do you reckon that experience really grew them, your children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, um, I, yeah, because they, yeah, because the people we were around, yeah, English was their second language oh. um, and, and they were still trying to learn it, you know. So I think... Uh, the great thing was that, yeah, we were able to help because over there, basically what I learned was that if you don't have a good English, um, then you can't really tap into the tourism industry. Uh, so, yeah, generally money-wise, you're going to be on a low-paying wage. But if you, if you have good English, then you can do uh, roles over there that, that engage 
tourism um, or even uh, non-for-profits or whatever it may be, but English is where the money train is in, in, uh, in that culture. So how do you reckon video really, you know, added to your trip? Well, yeah, I look, I, I, I wondered that even for me, because I was videoing, I I captured everything pretty much. So I suppose at times I thought, well, hang on, was I present yeah. while I was there? Yeah. Was I, was I an observer? And, you know, um, but I, I must say that the one thing, and you've, you've been part of my video process over the years, I taught myself how to, um, have the camera on, but put it aside. And I truly am. I, I think I'm very mindful when I'm filming. Like I, I, I tend to not get caught behind the camera so much. So, um, yeah. So I think, I th- I, look, there's some good shit there yeah. <laughs> in that, in, in the Cambodia trip. I just got to get it, dig it I out. There and, is, uh, Tess. So you've motivated me, <laughs> Steffi. It's, it's going to go on the list. Look out. One. Oh, but man. on the subject of your process when you are filming slash interviewing slash connecting, uh, I think for me that's what I really loved about being on the other side of the camera with you, Tez, was that it was so strange. It was like the camera was definitely there, but you and I could still have conversations over it or through it. And, uh, yeah, it was – it felt very natural. It didn't feel like – it felt like the camera was just something that was there as a side note. Yeah, well, it was something that I – again, I learned through filming the family over the years. It was like, how do I have this thing? Because, you know, I want to capture these moments or and, and then I want to have conversations with people and I want to capture that because I think they're – they're moments that could be shared to others, mm. um, a bit like what you're doing with the podcast. Um, so, yeah, so I, I suppose the techniques that I began to tr- tr- try out, and, and it was trial and error, um, you know, my first camera was big uh, and it was just, you know, people would, as soon as I hit record they'd be another version of themselves yeah. like whoa hang on yeah where'd that person mm. go i want the person before i turn <laughs> hit the record so, so I learned then okay let's make the camera as small as possible but with the highest quality possible and the cameras now the dslrs they are unbelievable quality more quality than what's needed because most of us watch them on our tablets and phones anyway which is you know you don't need uh, enormous uh, quality for that. So yeah, I, I've yeah, I've, I've definitely enjoyed uh, crafting those sort of skills with what I do. Well, Tezzy, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing a little bit of your process, your creative process, and the way that you think about people and cultural ideas and family and connections and storytelling. You know, your work is visual storytelling. Um, So, yeah, just thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Steffi. And, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, babe. Thanks. Beautiful thing. Thanks, honey chops.
<laughs> so what I want to do is put put links to uh, your social media and um, you've got a website going at the moment. I haven't checked. Got a website. Yep. Yeah, yep. just, just um, you know, um, I'll encourage, want to encourage everyone just to take a look at, at Tez. He's well worth following and just observing and he's a really, really interesting man, a very special man and um, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to our conversation and Tez, I can't help but think I want to ask you back to dive into some other stuff. Would you be willing? All right. I'd love yep. to. Totally. <laughs> Good it. man. All right. Well, we shall say sayonara uh, today and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay. See you, everybody. Bye. Excellent. Tez, that was really beautiful. Ah.